0: So, you know, Kevin, a couple of us were sitting around before the game. I'm going to protect the identities, I but uh, we were wondering you know, whether the Blue Jays might have thought of having a gift for Albert Pujols. You know, some sort of going-away thing. You know, I suggested that they could have moved, you see, Kikuchi up in the rotation and had him pitch today against Albert Pujols as kind of a you know a, a nice gesture. Little did I know that uh, Trevor Richards would be just just as good for Albert Pujols. That was, I mean, the Jays got beaten by 82 years of lifetime, and by my count, 3,523 Major League games combined in terms of pitching and and, and uh, appearances by Albert Pujols. The, the old guys beat the Jays today. I, I, well, I and, guess. And thank, get, you know what, and good for the old guys. Every now and then we got to do something, Kevin. Well, every once
1: in a while, yeah, you gotta you got to step up and, and show you're still worthy of something. And look, Adam Wainwright, when he's got the breaking ball, I, I just don't know the approach that you take against that pitch. Do you pull it? Do you try and wait on it? Do you try and take it the other way? I don't think there is an approach. When he's got it, now all of a sudden it makes the cutter look that much harder. It makes the, the 89 look that much harder. When he's locating that, I think third time through he was starting to pound he's in, you know, when he's living on the corners like that, he's flipping the breaking ball. He's he's almost impossible to hit, and he looks exactly like he was looking tonight. Albert Pujols, even if he's 42 years old, you throw him a 1-0 heater, 94 right down the middle, it's Back Lake City. Like they, the great ones, I don't want to say never miss that, but man, it is, <laughs> it is very rare to throw a guy of his caliber, even at his age a 1-0 heater down the middle and think that you're going to get that baseball back and you don't. The only question I got, Jeff, for you is why Trevor Richards with two outs, down 3-1 to pitch to Albert Pujols. Would you have went somebody else?
0: Well, my original thought was, who else are you going to go to? I thought, I don't know if I'd go to, to uh, David Phelps in that situation. And then, well, then David Phelps came out in the ninth inning uh, down 6-1. So, you know, so much so much for that logic. Look, well, this is, uh, you know, congratulations, John Schneider. You're now a major league manager. You've made the first decision that is going to be second-guessed, and we're already getting phone calls, and the numbers are 416-870-0590, star 590, triple a 666 He's a smart man, Kevin. I'm sure there's a reason for it. I'm dying to hear it. I think a lot of other Blue Jays fans are as well, of course. uh, Trevor Richards coming in for Kevin Gossman. And and let's be clear, Kevin Gossman didn't have it today. And Albert Pujols hit him twice. And there was some good contact in that game. So it wasn't as if John Schneider decided to take out a dominating uh, Kevin Gossman to bring in Trevor Richards. But, uh, I mean, again, I'm going to have to wait for the explanation
1: me me too it's it's it will make you wonder why why he went to Kevin Gosman when he doesn't have his slider and the fastball command is spotty Look, it's, you, you know, professional hitters can somehow, when they see it down, they're going to take the slider. Now, he had some good ones. He had two different ones. He had the one that was 12 to 6. He had the one that went little side to side. He tried to see if he, he could throw a changeup. That was that 82-mile-an-hour one to that he would throw to a couple of lefties there. He just didn't have it. You know, sometimes you just walk out there one day and you don't have it. And that looked to me like that's what it was. And Adam Wainwright was really good, and Kevin Gosman wasn't, and... They got beat, but it will be very interesting to see why it was Trevor Richards and they, you know, David Phelps. Maybe if you flip flop those, at least you give yourself a chance to come back six to one with Adam Wainwright and that bullpen. That the that the Cardinal Scott's gonna be tough.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it, it it certainly is, and you know there will be people who will say that you know, the Jays' recent run of success has come largely against mediocre starting pitching. And in the case of Nathan Uvalde, good starting pitching that didn't have a good night. Uh, and there will people, there will be people that will look at Adam, what Adam Wainwright did and kind of shrug and go, okay, well, they faced a major league pitcher and they were carved up. And now you've got the Detroit Tigers coming in uh, for a series. Then you go to Tampa and you're going to see more major league pitching. So I guess
1: Adam Wainwright's carved up a lot of people. Again, we said this on our show today when we were talking about Adam Wainwright, and I said, when in doubt, he's going to take more off. You saw the breaking ball was 71, 72. You saw it occasionally it was 83. That was the cutter-slider thing that he would throw. So he's changing speeds. It's anywhere from 89 to 71, 72. If you're a big league hitter, how do you attack that? And I hate to tell everybody, there's been a lot of lineups that don't know how to attack that. He's very good at getting you looking here, throwing it there, keeping you off balance, getting some cheap outs, right, getting you out in front, getting you to roll over, getting you to hit a lazy fly ball to center field. I just tonight, occasionally when you wake up, Jeff, that pitcher on the mound's better than you are, and that's what happened today.
0: Yeah, and that was that was my point. Um, they faced a very good starting pitcher today, something they haven't seen a great deal of in uh, in recent games. So you know, we'll see what uh, we'll see what what the Detroit Tigers have on offer. The Tigers will come in tomorrow for the first of a uh, four-game series against the Jays. That will include another one of those god-awful 1205 sunday start. (laughs) i mean i guess i'm surprised that uh you know i guess the u.s network wants to see the detroit tigers badly enough that they're going to run people out there at 1205 but uh well you know it's one of those i'll be there 10 o'clock jumping
1: on bouncy castles with my son
0: yeah that'll be guaranteed yeah yeah, i bet you will you will be I, i won't be I'll be jumping in something, but it won't be bouncy castles. I'll tell you that. Four one six eight seven zero zero five. That didn't sound right. Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star 590-590 is the text line, Johnny in Vancouver. You've got the million dollar question. We will. Uh, we will await to see. Hopefully, somebody will ask John Schneider the question, which to me is really the only pertinent talking point out of this game. Um, what did you think of the move to take Gosman out and put in Trevor Richards?
2: Uh, you know, I was really hoping Schneider would come out and do one of those. Uh, go get him, go get this last guy, you know, throw some heaters by by Pujols. He's like an older guy, and he's still running up there, 96, 97. You bring in Richards with that lower velocity, right? You're just asking for trouble. So, because there's really no one else to go to, like David Phelps. You can't use Garcia in that situation. He's the only guy in a pen that has a velocity for Romano. So, you know, I was hoping to come out and ask Austin to get this guy and, and see what happens, but he went to Richards, and bam, that's what happened. So, I don't know. I didn't like the move that much.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's interesting. You know, one of the things that, that, Kevin, you you talked about, and we both agreed at the time, you know, one of the things we, we think with John Schneider, one of the things John Schneider has indicated is that, uh, he would rather take a guy out too early as opposed to too late, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I get that. I get that if you're dealing with Ross Stripling or you, you say Cucucci or whatever. I was a little surprised he didn't let. I And I understand Pujols had hit Gossman twice and he had given up some contact. I I, I get that. Well, I was a little surprised he didn't let him go back at him. Uh, again, I mean, the one thing, I'll tell you one thing we know about John Schneider right now. He ain't afraid of being second-guessed because the easy decision would have been to leave him out there, right? And then you're, you know, I guess somebody might ask you if, if Gosman gives up another hit, you know, somebody might ask you, did you think of taking Gosman out <laughs> against <laughs> a guy who'd hit him twice, in which case you can just kind of make up a an answer, and, and really, really he's, got he's got three options
1: he's got three options is david phelps is trevor richards or it's keep kevin gosman in the game I, the more you talk about it the more you say it out loud you would think the first option would be keep kevin gosman in the game but i'm followed by phelps i'm assuming that first and third and he's already given up two hits to pool holes i would assume that's why and and let's be honest if trevor richards did not come in and throw a one-zero heater down the middle i don't want to say he's probably got a good chance of getting pool holes out but Chances the pool hole's getting a hit off of somebody he really hasn't faced is, is you know, there's, there's a good plan there. So, I again, it's, it's, it's about as broad as it is long. But the more you think about it, I, I would assume if you had it to do over with, it's probably leaving Gosman in the game. At least giving him one more. You know, if we're going to live and die with you. It's three to one. Uh, at least you don't have to answer the question after the game.
0: Uh, 590, 590 is the text line. Declan in Orangeville says he's not too mad at the decision from Schneider to pull Gosman. Pools was two for two. A decent contact on those balls. It clearly wasn't working. Understandable decision. Totally get why it happens. Jays are still nine and two in the last 11. Um, Alex in, in Mississauga says he was just listening to the top of the ninth inning via the American feed, which I, I presume is the, uh, the St. Louis feed. The announcers were criticizing the Jays for not having a video board presentation pregame or during to celebrate Albert Pujols. Um, you know, they did make mention of the of the standing ovations and uh, their comments. After that, they he said this caller says he thinks they let their comments run a little far. Um, he's interested in our thoughts on a professional uh, on the professional commentary for a broadcast and whether the Jays should have done something extra for Pujols. I mean, this is—it's kind of a a slippery slope. If you remember when Mariano Rivera was doing his farewell tour here, the Jays gave him a gift before—it was before one of his last games here—and it was, I believe, it was goaltending pads signed by whoever the Leafs goaltender happened to be at that time. But they were with Yankee pinstripes on the pads. Uh, You know, teams do do that. Somebody gave Mariano Rivera a going-away gift made of. Uh, It was it was a chair like a deck chair made of broken bats, you know, to symbolize all the the bats that is that his cutter had broken. Here's the way I look at it. The difference between Albert Pujols and Mariano Rivera is Mariano Rivera played and pitched in a lot more games against the Blue Jays. He's an he's an East Division guy, you know, video board presentation, you know, painting, something layout, whatever. Eh, maybe, but um, I, I think it's a different circumstance. And, you know, and I, and I actually, I, I was kind of wondering that myself. I was wondering what the reaction might be in St. Louis to that. I don't know what other cities have done for him. I don't know if every other city has done something. Uh, I, I don't know if some cities have, some cities haven't. But, I mean, I will say this. I Yeah, I thought about it. I thought there might be some sort of uh, – uh, some sort of, of, of thing, some sort of ceremony, have Vladdy give him some. I don't know. Sure. But, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of prefer the organic stuff, and I think it was, it was obvious that Albert Pujols was pretty uh, appreciated, those two standing ovations, and, and kudos to Kevin Gossman, because today it looked to me like Albert Pujols. He was a little reluctant, I think, when the standing ovation started and you saw Kevin Gossman step off the mound. And when he stepped off the mound, the home plate umpire stepped out. So basically Pujols said, well, this is pretty much a a sign, you know, doffed his batting helmet. Uh, And away we go. Uh, We do have a clip, Andrew. This is John Schneider. This is excellent. Great turnaround. We'll go to it right away. This is John Schneider responding when asked by Shai Davidi about taking out Gosman and putting in Richards. Then we'll get to your calls. Andrew, play the tape, please.
2: In that spot, what's the, the, the debate between, you know, maybe letting Gosman go and get him a third time versus bringing someone fresh into face Pujols there?
3: It's, you know, it's a tough call. You know, Gosman's obviously one of our guys, um, just trying to feel out with how he was going, where his location was, obviously like his velo a little bit more against Albert. Um, he was having a little trouble sticking it at the top of the zone tonight, so it kind of just worked out to where a fresh arm seemed like the best option. And um, you know sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And you know Trev's been really good for us lately. It just didn't work out tonight.
2: You used uh, Mesa in a spot similar to that yesterday in the sixth. Are, are you trying to identify specific guys for that type of role, that type of situation, or do you have those two guys already targeted for those kinds of spots?
3: Yeah, we kind of just base it off how the game's going with who we have available, but. You know, like that matchup, honestly. You know, we've I've said it a lot where you're trying to just put guys into a three-hitter pocket to where they're going to have success, and it was just, you know, I think, just a mis-executed pitch from Trev. So it's uh, something we would do again, and, you know, we have multiple guys that we trust in that spot.
0: That's John Schneider, the manager of the Blue Jays. Kevin Barker, we got an explanation. It's an explanation, frankly, that makes sense to me. I know from talking to John Schneider before the game, uh, in his pregame media availability, he twice used the word pocket to sort of describe their approach to bullpen usage. In other words, it's not just you're trying to find uh, trying to find a run of three batters where it makes sense to go to that guy. So when I hear John Schneider say that, I, you know, my own, again, I would rather, who gives me the best chance to get Albert Pujols out? I would hope that Kevin Gosman gives me the best chance. Second choice would have been David Phelps, but I mean that's the explanation. And I, I will say this about John Schneider: one thing, one thing that I like, and that and, and this Charlie wouldn't do this, and it used to drive me nuts. I love it when a manager says, "I do it again," because whether or not you believe him, yep. The fact that he says I do the same thing again in the same situation that pretty much pretty much puts the the end to the debate. So that's there, John that, Schneider's uh, explanation. Uh, for that,
1: it. That's a, that's a great answer. It, there's a couple of things that stood out there. The the, the first one is he needed a fresh arm. Uh, the second one was that Kevin Gausman wasn't locating his heater. And the third one was the elevated fastball. That seemed to be the way they wanted to get pull holes out because the older mm-hmm. you are, what do you do, Jeff? You want to throw hard fastballs.
0: And elevated. what did he hit? What did he hit? He didn't. It wasn't an elevated yeah, fastball. He, tri- he, he hit. Tried, it was-
1: he tried. To get it up there, and he left it down yep. the middle, and Albert Pujols hit a, hit a homer. and That's what he said. It wasn't an executed executed fastball. It makes total sense, right? It's it's a yep. guy has been hot lately. They were trying to ride it as long as they could. Dude made a bad pitch. A great hitter, not a good hitter, made him pay for it. And I like it too. I like it that a manager comes out and said we do it again. No question. It, we wouldn't second guess ourselves We're going right back to him.
0: Yeah. No, that's uh, that is the way. That is the way you handle a difficult question it's by saying I do it again. And um, there's your explanation straight from John Schneider for the decision. Uh, agree with it or disagree with it. The logic seems pretty sound to me. 416 star 590, one The text line is a hoppin'. 590-590 is a text line. We'll take a break, get you caught up around the American League East and be back with more. It's Blue Jays Talk on f 590, The Fan. And now the Bet365 standings update with Bet365. You're going to watch thousands of live games, build your own bet, and you can even make a bet while the game's still being played. 19-plus play responsibly, Ontario only. It would have been a good night to beat the St. Louis Cardinals tonight. If you were the Toronto Blue Jays, as we look at the AL East, the Cleveland Guardians beating the Boston Red Sox 7-6. Attaboy. Go Guardians. (laughs) Coupled with the Baltimore Orioles, 5-3 win over the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, Boston is even uh, more comfortably in last place. In the American League East, the Yankees, well, they're still setting the pace, but they lost 6-3 to Max Scherzer and the New York Mets tonight. Max Scherzer's the king of New York. Who's the king of New York, Barker, Aaron Judge or Max Scherzer? King Judge. of New York. Aaron Judge. You think it's Aaron Judge? It's bigger than life. 416-870-0590, Star 591, 590 The Yankees are 66-33, and Toronto 54 54- and 44. They're 11.5 back. Tampa Bay is 52 and 45. Baltimore's 49 and 48. And the Red Sox are 49 and 50. They're 2 and 8 in their last 10 games. Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star 590 1 triple 8 is the text line. You want to talk about the pitching decision? by John Schneider. He has explained it. That does not mean you have to agree with it, but he has explained it. And as well, Ross Atkins did a rather lengthy media availability before the game today, uh, addressing the upcoming trade deadline. Now, obviously, he's not going to get in specifics. You are not going to see that happen. Uh, Not many GMs are going to do that. Uh, But, uh, you know, I mean, the main takeaway for me from that was... You know, basically, everything we talked about, I, I, I really do get the sense that, uh, that it's pitching, 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 and pitching. And that the left-handed bat, something we've talked about, that that may be something that uh, uh, is something that's addressed a little. Uh, uh, it will be addressed, but it may not be the point of emphasis for the Blue Jays. We are led to believe that the Blue Jays have had some contact with Washington about Juan Soto. My understanding is almost all the teams in baseball have had some contact with the Nationals about Juan Soto. How far that goes, I I don't know. Um, I I would think uh, if you're a major league general manager, uh, I would think that you would be just doing your due diligence uh, to do that. Uh, A couple of interesting things I found from Ross Atkins. Uh, one, he did say that he thinks this will be one of those deadlines where a lot of stuff does happen at the end. In other words, it will be – there. May he, he suspects there might be some early moves made in the next couple of days, but that will go up to the deadline. And I asked him about is there enough payroll room for the Jays to make a move where they don't have to send money out, and he said yes. They have enough room, so in other words, they don't have to move out a a, a contract to take on a contract, and um, which is something that I think we talked a little bit about, Kevin, because of the, of course, the the dead money with uh, Hyunjin Ryu, and uh, you know the fact that say Kikuchi uh, so far has offered very, very, very minuscule returns uh, on that free agent contract. Jennifer in Toronto, we're on Blue Jays oh, really? talk. You feel better well, now that you've heard you feel better now that you've heard John Schneider's explanation.
4: No, of course he's just talking. I uh, uh if you were following Twitter, not that that's the arbiter of anything, uh people were going, "Oh, why why Trevor Richards? But um I had no um faith in that and I I know he came back from his injury or whatever IL And it's been kind of sketchy, but it was good. He had those 12 strikeouts because inferior teams. But what I remember is we played the series against the Orioles. Third bullpen was lights out. There was that guy throwing that change-up that, like, threw three change-ups, got batters out. Do you remember that? And then you watch... We have nothing like that. You see, other teams, St. Louis
3: striking,
4: uh, striking as the, like last night uh, from the second to sixth inning, things like that. We do not have a bullpen like that. We're kind of staggering until we reach Romano, and this is a huge issue to me.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not certain, Jennifer. That you know, it's. it's um... The the problem with the Jays is they don't have enough velocity in in the bullpen. I don't think it's – you know, tonight Adam Wainwright carved them up, and then then you saw Ryan Helsley come in and throw 100 and 101 uh, and and 99. Um, You know, so the Jays have plenty of relievers who throw off-speed stuff. And, and Jennifer, thanks for the the call. They've got Mm -hmm. plenty of relievers that throw off-speed stuff. You know, Kevin, I kind of wonder if tonight wasn't one of those examples – you know, you, you, you talked about it on Blair and Barker. They came out of the All-Star break. They saw Nate Uvalde right away. He's pumping heater, 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 heater. Wasn't very good. They hit him. They saw a run last night of guys throwing hard coming out of the bullpen. Tonight was kind of the first night that they, since the All-Star break, that they faced a guy who really knew what he was doing when it came to uh, it came to changing speed. So, yeah, I guess what, what, what Jennifer's saying is, yeah, I I think the Jays the Jays the Jays have enough guys that kinda live and die with so so fastballs and, and off speed stuff and, and, and breaking stuff. I, I think the issue is they don't yeah. have enough they don't have enough velocity.
1: Oh, everybody always says, well, why do you need velocity coming out of the bullpen? You need that so you don't always have to be perfect with location. That that way, if you miss down the middle to an Albert Pujols, instead of it being 94, it's 99. That That's why contending teams want to go out and get guys that throw a bazillion miles an hour, because all season it's hard to locate as much and get people out that way.
0: Uh, Jack Curry of the NES Network is just reporting that the Yankees have traded for Andrew Benintendi Jeff Passan just confirmed it. Uh, thank you very much, Show Le, passing that on. So the Yankees not wasting any t- not wasting any time. Uh, it's interesting, of course, because Andrew Benintendi, at least as of now, is unvaccinated, and um, he was a guy that some people thought the Jays may have had an interest in. But Kevin, clearly, with Giancarlo Stanton on the IL with the, with an Achilles injury, and with Joey Gallo essentially. You know, the human air conditioner right now. <laughs> uh, the Yankees not wasting any time. And, and and the Yankees getting Andrew Benintendi. And who do they play this weekend? The Yankees. Uh, anyhow, you know, getting, they're going to have Andrew Benintendi for four extra games, basically. Three extra games by making this deal now. Again, if you uh, just, just joined us, Jack Curry, Jeff Passan, both reporting that uh the yankees have acquired andrew benintendi showa lee telling me the yankees are going to new to new or the yankees are playing the royals in new york city so there you go three minor leaguers headed back to the royals for andrew benintendi uh a big pre-deadline move one of the big names out there kevin barker your thoughts
1: it makes total sense. Cashman can tell that his team's a little stale. I, you know, I've been asking this question to you uh, most of the year because of the start they've gotten off to. Have they peaked too soon? And maybe the GM is thinking that that may be the case, and he's going to go out and do what he has to do to make a, a serious run to try and win a World Series. makes perfect sense, right? you you got a guy now that can use the entire field. say a pretty good defender who can run the bases, who doesn't strike out a ton. I guess he could hit in the middle of the order. He gets to the bottom of the order. Like he's got some versatility when it comes to where he can hit. He could lead off. You had to lead him off. So there's some things he can do. And, oh, by the way, he's left-handed in that short porch and right field in Yankee Stadium. So that could play too. And he's done it in the American League East before. It makes a ton of sense.
0: So there you go. The uh, New York Yankees not wasting any time in, uh, in moving, in making a major move. Getting Andrew Benintendi. I wonder I
1: wonder what that'll do uh, for what they're going to do, have to do with their pitching. I mean, they need more bullpen arms or they may need a new starter, another starter. H- how is this going to affect that? And will they still want to go out and do things like that? I-, I would certainly think they will. But we'll see if they're in the mix for a Frankie Montas now. I mean, that's that's a big ask and you got to give up a lot. So it'll be interesting to see how the Yankees handle this. Because, you know, Jeff, it's all about beating the Astros. Mm-hmm. That's why Cashman's doing all this.
0: Tampa Bay, by the way, is now leading. Uh, they are leading Baltimore 6-4. to I apologize. I thought that was a final. It was not. Tampa Bay has taken the lead. It's in the top of the 10th inning. Uh, they are leading the Baltimore Orioles 6-4. to As I mentioned, the Red Sox have lost to the Cleveland Guardians and the Yankees, who just acquired Andrew Benintendi. They lost 6-3 to Max Scherzer and the New York Mets Robin Woodridge you're on with uh, Jeff Blair and Kevin Barker and Blue Jays talk hey good
2: evening guys um, yeah it's uh, it's kind of disappointing uh, The obviously when the Jays are expected to win uh, I guess the bookmakers have them heavy favorites I saw KC minus 500 a couple weeks back today minus 275 reality is the games that they should be winning they seem to struggle and this entire season's been a disappointment. I get it. They've been on a nice little win streak here, and it, they lost today. But it makes me wonder something. Is it possible that us Toronto fans have some sort of, I guess, bias? Is it possible that we overvalue our players?
0: I'm looking uh, at the I mean, line
2: up here, guys.
0: What are you blaming? You're blaming Toronto baseball fans for being fans?
2: Not, not so much being fans, but overvaluing. Maybe there's too much hype at the beginning of the, t- the season. And I was, look, I'm not high on our pitching, but I thought this lineup would be better than it is. I'm kind of seeing things and, look, I don't it's know if they're the injured. Best. I don't know if their it's, heads are it's, there. It's,
0: it's one of the best lineups in baseball, statistically. But when you,
2: just the eye test, it seems like
0: everything. one of the best lineups in baseball, shot. statistically. never mind never never mind the eye test it's one of the best lineups in baseball statistically I mean it just it it just is it would it be great if Bo was having uh was hitting 300 hell yeah would it be great if Vladdy was hitting 300 absolutely but they're they're a game and a half up in the wild card uh the Yankees have had a historically great start to the season they're running away with the division but yeah I have a hard time looking at this and you know, you say they haven't, they've lost a lot of games they should have won. What were they? They won nine of their last ten? I mean, they beat up on a, a you know, they, they beat up on the Boston Red Sox who are not a very good team. They should have won all those games. They did. A couple of games against Kansas City, yeah, they were a little dodgy. But, yeah, you know, that may have been the case, Rob, uh, a, a couple of weeks ago, a month ago, but I, I think you're kind of, I think you're really kind of searching for negatives there if you want to know the truth. Um, I mean, that, Kevin, I don't know how you feel, and thanks for the call, Rob. I, I don't know how you feel, but, I mean, um, this is, you know, I feel a whole hell of a lot more comfortable where this team is right now than I did, God, a month ago.
1: I, I do, too. It, 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 a lot of the times it is it is about who is not here because of the COVID issues and and uh, the fans, the Blue Jays, think that when the big boys aren't here and a lot of guys can't go cross the border, you should beat those teams all the time. And for me, it's about the guy you face. Adam Wainwright was really good yep. today. Like the breaking ball was unbelievable. He had two different ones. He was locating the heater. The cutter was decent. It was good enough. Uh, When you get a team swinging and you get that nasty breaking ball and you got a guy out there who knows what he's doing and knows how to add and subtract, that's sort of what it's going to look like. But look, it's one game like they've been playing really good for the most part. Lately, they've been doing exactly what they were supposed to do. Right. They they left Seattle and you were thinking they may not do anything at the trade deadline. Mm -hmm. Now you're thinking they can't do enough.
0: They're going to they're going to do all these things. 416-870-0590, 416-870-0590, Star 590, 590 The big news tonight, the big baseball news tonight, Andrew Benintendi has, according to Jeff Passan and Jack Curry, been traded from the Kansas City Royals to the New York Yankees for three minor leaguers. That is one of the big, one of the big dominoes expected to fall at the trade deadline. Now that he is off the board, I would imagine the focus will be even more intent on Juan Soto. And I would have to think that this, not that I thought Juan Soto was going to go to the Yankees because I just think there's too much at play there and the Yankees have too much to do. This would seem to eliminate the Yankees from the Juan Soto market, at least at the trade deadline. Uh, The acquisition of Andrew Benintendi uh, addressing some of those issues. And it, it would also suggest to me, Kevin, and I heard Buck talk about this in the telecast, that again, when you're talking about an Achilles injury, which is what Giancarlo Stanton has, you know, yeah, yeah it's a, it's a 10 day, uh, the, the IL, but it may be a little longer than that with an Achilles injury. Well, those, you hope not those tend to nag. Yeah.
1: You, you, you hope not because you know, the, the Yankees been doing, doing Yankee things. He is a giant human. Like the, those are big parts, right? So it may take a little longer for it to heal. Yeah. And I, again, Brian Cashman knows the the situation in, in New York and, knows that he needs to go out and make some moves, and, and he sort of has a good feel of his team. He understands how they're looking, how they're playing, how how they haven't been winning games here lately, and he needs to go out and make some moves to change things up.
0: You know, we've got to uh, – one thing we didn't talk about, and because of, obviously with the Ben Benintendi thing and the pitching decision, we got to talk about the base running tonight. The Cardinals ran into outs on the bases, and, um, of course, we saw Vladdy uh, run into an out on the base as well. Kevin, we saw John Schneider go up to Vlad, he put an arm around him. Talk to me a little bit about that play, and because I know as soon as that happened, you texted me and said, see, we got to talk about the out at third base. So I want you to talk about that out at third so, base, so, see, it clearly so, got, under your, it got, it, it got stuck in your craw.
1: Okay, okay, for, for a reason you probably don't uh, are not thinking that, that it will. See, when I saw John Snyder, I, I didn't see him going over putting his around it. I saw him go over there and tell a, his best player why he didn't challenge the play. I didn't okay. hear him say so I – didn't, I didn't see him go, well, why are you doing that? Don't be doing running into outs. See, I don't mind the play. I, you see okay. an outfielder, the ball is deep enough. You see an outfielder who is not squared up to the target that he wants to throw it to. He's right-handed. He has to turn his body. All the, the only thing that was wrong with that play for me, do a pop-up slide. Like, you've you have learn how to slide. You know, start a little bit more on your side to where your your foot is is sideways to where it's going to hit the side of the bag where you can hit it and pop up and not slide over the top of the bag. He does that. He's safe. And then everybody's yelling and screaming going, hey, look at that. How aggressive so, he is. That's
0: great base running. So, for me, I don't have an issue with it. Okay, so this gets back this gets back then to what we saw in one of Charlie Montoyo's final games where Vladdy was upset because the dugout did challenge that play. Remember, he was motioning, don't challenge it. It was a play when he was in the field. Don't challenge it. Don't challenge mm-hmm. it. They did. And I wonder if maybe that's, you know, one of the things we want to that, that John Schneider's trying to impart in this team, right? Hey, this is a team. Like, it's not that Vladdy was showing anybody up, but, you know, let's – I mean, everybody does that. Everybody, every player in baseball immediately motions to their dugout to check it, to check it, to check it. I think what John was saying is, hey, we'll take care of that. Don't you worry about it. So that's great of you to to tweak onto that. John Schneider saying, I, hey, I saw this situation before. That's not going to happen here. This is why we didn't challenge it.
1: You nailed it, Jeff. Uh, That's exactly what I saw. I didn't see him going over there and saying, telling his player in the first inning when you're facing Adam Wainwright, who's a really good pitcher, and Bo Bichette has has had an up-and-down year. That's not guaranteed that he's going to get a hit. I know he's the cleanup hitter, but when you see an outfielder, when the ball's deep enough, has not squared up to the target, even though he is the right fielder with a stronger arm, if you slide right, you are safe. And maybe you put pressure on Adam Wainwright to make a perfect pitch. He bounces one, he gets a cheap run. I just for me anyway it was it was the right play in the wrong slide.
0: Tony from Kitchener on the text line, I was really disappointed. I'm sorry, I'm very disappointed to hear Ross Atkins say that the target for the bullpen is not necessarily velocity but more swing and miss. Correct me if, if I'm wrong, but high velocity is one of the major causes of hit swing and miss. He has a lot of non velocity pitchers in that bullpen. If he's gonna get more of those, what's the use? I know the front office is making them use Kikuchi tomorrow, but if he goes out there and pitches terrible, uh, then their their hunt for pitchers is going to be much harder to come at the trade deadline. Uh, there's a lot in there. There's a lot I'd like to unpack, Tony. Uh, I, you know, the decision to 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 start you say Kikuchi tomorrow. I don't. I'm I'm not. I'm a little surprised by it, but after spending a couple of days out at the park, I'm not surprised about it. I mean, I think they gave you say Kikuchi marching orders. He went down, says he did it. The video says he did it. They liked what they saw in that one outing that was good enough to win player of the week, apparently, with the Buffalo Bisons. They liked what they saw. They brought him back up. He pitched in the bullpen. Everybody liked that. But, I mean, this is the story with Yusei Kikuchi. it's, It's like the kid in the class that is really nice, everybody likes, nods in the teacher, tells him stuff, goes up to the whiteboard. And just freezes, and for whatever reason, doesn't get it. So it's great that everybody's always—they're always, always going to think good things about Yusei Kikuchi. The stuff is great and all that. He's got to go out and, and 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 show it. And let's face it, he's getting a bit of a cookie against the Detroit Tigers. So, so I, I agree with you on that. I—I'm not entirely certain the decision to go with Yusei. I, I think there are a lot of hands. Kevin, in, in the decision to go with Yusei Kikuchi. As for the back end of the bullpen, Tony, I mean, I'm with you. Um, I'm, I'm hoping we don't get, you know, uh, hoping, I'm hoping we don't get nothing but spin masters for the next, you know, at, at the trade deadline. I really think it's going to come down to this. I think the Jays, the, Ross Atkins knows he needs to add in elite lead arm. It, it, he's got to add in elite lead arm. The market for starting pitching is going to be high. He has to add an elite arm. You can add. Hey, listen, if you want to go out and you know and 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 pick up a Drew Smiley or whatever, and it costs you nothing, and and uh, you know another guy who's a better Trevor Richards for your bullpen and doesn't cause you anything, that, that that's fine. You know, go ahead, have at it. Uh, there are guys in the minor league system that haven't come up here yet that the Jays seem to. Think that there may be some utility there, although my question would be, if there is, why the hell aren't they up here right now? Um, you know, you, one of the things that scared me, Ross Atkins mentioned that Trent Thornton was 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 uh, was pitching well in AAA, which just scared the bejesus out of me. Uh, but I, I think I, I think what you're hearing, and I think Ben Nicholson Smith touched on this. There's a real good chance that you're going to see a couple of new arms in here, and maybe some arms from the minor leagues as well. I really think this bullpen. Come August 3rd, after the trade deadline has passed, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a minimum of three new arms, and that means that means somebody else, you know, three guys are going to have to go out. And Kevin, we've we've talked about this. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, Garcia, Romano, Simber. You know, I like Phelps, Mesa. I mean, those are all guys I'm okay with, but I'm certainly prepared. Mesa concerns me a bit. I'm certainly prepared for an upgrade there. Um, I, I think when it comes to the Jays and the bullpen at the trade deadline, um, you know, the uh, I, I just think it's I think Ross. Ross was being honest, but I also think that Ross realizes that he, you know, he can't bring in somebody else's Trevor Richards. Right. You, you, you can't do that. You can't bring in two more Trevor Richards. You got Trevor Richards is coming out of the yin yang. So what you're saying what you're
1: saying that. is you need a Gregory Soto, you need a Daniel Bard, you need a David Bednar, you need a David Robertson. That that's what you need. You need experience, you need fuego, you need to whenever John Snyder runs out there to hand the ball to somebody, it's swing and miss stuff. That's what you need. Like all these All these other teams in the American League East have it. Why does the Blue Jays think they don't need it? Like that's yeah, I, I, that's the thing I, I, you gotta I, ask yourself.
0: I, I, I agree with you. Uh, I agree with you completely. And I think most, you know, most Jays fans think that way. I know there are I, – I heard Arden and Ben talking uh, and Ben Wagner talking today in, on the broadcast making really good points. I mean, Nate Uvalde a guy whose name comes up. I don't know if the Red Sox would trade him within the division. You know, that will depend on whether or not the Red Sox really think that they still have a chance. But there's a guy who's started and pitched out of the bullpen in the World Series and, and, and is basically showing he'll do anything – to win in the World Series. He's, there's an interesting guy. Another guy that Arden's mentioned that is kind of interesting is Chad Cool. He's done both. Now, yeah, you're going to sit there and go, well, that's not that, – that initially may not move the needle for you. But bottom line is they have to get better. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm beyond sort of moving the needle right now. I just want to know that when August 3rd comes around, there are three guys in the bullpen tonight – two or three guys in the bullpen tonight that aren't on the team and and, and that have been replaced – by guys who are better. That's I can't what believe I it. need to see.
1: I can't believe this. you got 15 games against the Orioles. Do you really think with the bullpen that they have right now, the one that they have, can go 11-4 or 10-5 and five with the bullpen they have? If nope. the answer to that's no, then – I mean, You can not You
0: you can if to, your lineup scores 28 runs a game.
1: Well, you know, it's not going to always do that. Like, you're going to run into guys that, that add and subtract and, and can locate in and expand with a, with a secondary pitch. So you're not going to do that all the time. And you need to win one and two run games.
0: John Heyman is reporting that uh, apparently the Blue Jays were one of the teams trying for, for Andrew Benintendi as well. So we can presume from that that teams have been told that he will be vaccinated. And this is something that, you know, has, uh, we, we have, we do need to mention like Andrew uh, Chafin is a guy whose name you heard linked with the Blue Jays, possibly, just as a, you know, as a, another guy for the bullpen. Well, he's not coming up here this weekend because he is unvaccinated. Uh, but I'll tell you what, if, if he's got a shot at going to the World Series, my guess is his principles, you know, whatever research he's doing on his own about yeah. COVID-19, that goes out the window if he's got a shot at winning. Uh, how, how, about if how, about,
1: how about if you're Ben Attendee's teammate in Kansas City and, and you know that he's not going to get vaccinated but for your team, <laughs> but he'll get vaccinated to win a World Series.
0: Well, it's the same thing as yeah, driving to the airport.
1: That's what <laughs> <Whit> I
0: said. <laughs> Whit Merrifield said in Kansas City. No, I'm not getting vaccinated in principle. But if I get <laughs> traded to a team as contending, I'll get vaccinated. I mean, that's even worse. He didn't. He didn't accompany the team to Toronto. He basically said, "You guys, I love you. You're like my brothers. I've been with you forever. We suck. <laughs> you guys go up to Toronto and play. I got no interest in getting vaxxed." And you know what? If if I'm traded to Toronto while you guys are in Toronto and I'm still down here, I'll go down to the CVS. I'll roll up my sleeves and I'll say, stick it right there, sweetheart. Stick it right there. I'm going to the postseason. Everybody's principles have a price, Kevin Barker. Everybody's principles have like a it. price. Six to one, the Blue Jays losing to the St. Louis Cardinals tonight. The Detroit Tigers are in town for four-game series starting tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, served up by the always game-ready Jack Link's Meat Snacks. As they say in the press box, feed your wild side baseball fans. Stick it right there, sweetheart. Stick it right there.